0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: We'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play on turf. We'll go to landfill. doesn't matter. And that's what we got to be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you.
2: Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, who's a maniac, and to my way of thinking, a very likable guy, Uh, in the new season of Hard Knocks, Detroit Lions. And by the way, I just want to briefly thank uh, Tyrion Lannister and Ron Burgundy and (laughs) Snoop Dogg and uh, Larry David, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, all those people for contributing to that sounder. Uh, Jody, the new season of Hard Knocks is on. As we know, it focuses on the Detroit Lions, who happen to be the Eagles' first opponent this year. Lev Schreiber narrates as always. Uh, Dan Campbell is a maniac. Deuce Staley is the greatest. Um, I, I I'll give you my quick take. The Lions are super likable. Um, football is fun when you watch this, and it's the theme of this year's show is that you know hope springs eternal for a perennially bad franchise um what do you what give me your your overall on um, the new season of hBO's hard
3: knocks? first episode was very good um yeah, a lot of it has been there done that um but I don't know about you. it works for me, even though we've had bad teams be picked new coach changing attitudes blah, 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 blah. it's not that hBO hasn't done it before. it just always seems to work. It, it maybe it's a comfort level. Maybe it's like being an old shoe. I know someone. There you go. That reference recently. <laughs> uh, that's what hard knocks is to me. Yeah. I continue to enjoy it, even though there's a little bit there, done that to it. And, yeah, oh, I like Campbell a great deal. He's just a fun guy and a I think a motivational coach. Oh, yeah. But here's the bottom line, Glenn. The lines are going to be bad again this year. No matter how inspirational Dan Campbell is, no matter how great a job Deuce Staley does competing with his buddy Aaron Glenn, the offense against the defense in practice and trash talking between coach and all that fun stuff from the other day, their team's just not that good. Their talent isn't that good. And no matter how motivating their coaching staff is, I think that the Eagles are going to go in there and roll them in week number one, and the Lions will be lucky to win six games this year.
2: See, so that it's a funny thing. Because, and let me let me talk about several things that you said. I always like it too, and the reason I think is the timing. Um, I've missed football. My friend is back. You can call it the old shoe, and and it's you're you're there. It's I haven't had football for so long, and I've been watching some preseason football, Eagles and some other teams, and it's not the. First quarter is okay, and then it usually gets pretty dreary. But this is – they're not playing the games, but they're in the practice and it's football. And Dan Campbell is on the stage, and he paces, and he looks like he can bench press the stadium. He's talking about grit, and he's quoting Metallica. And he, I, I wrote oh. down one quote he said, if you can interpret this. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
3: We're going to tread water until we bury you. Yeah, that is He's Dan amazing. He's in a quote. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have a better example of what Dan Campbell's all about than yeah. that particular quote. And oh by the way, No Leaf Clover might be my right. favorite Metallica song of all. And oh. he incorporated that into uh, the video. Had you there. Oh my God, did I love that. <laughs> okay. Um They got
2: in the first episode they got some things right. I thought the and we have been watching it for years and they always do the feature where the rookies have to come up and sing the song in front of the team, right? They've seen that a million times. Aiden Hutchinson doing Michael Jackson's Billie Jean was tremendous. I mean, he was really good, and it was entertaining, and it got the team stoked up. That was like
3: four golden minutes, I thought. Um, and. And the yeah. other, the linebacker doing the salsa thereafter. Yeah, wasn't was great. <laughs> it was dancing. great. Both yes. of the rookies were great. I don't know if
2: they can play, but they can sing and dance. Yes. Um, Deuce Staley, who's a maniac, it was great. Um, you know, you, you love Deuce. Uh, I, I think I can say this: he chews out guys for farting in the meeting room. It was pretty yeah. funny. Also got a little Hank Fraley, honey buns, a little little bit of him. So, what I think. The local angle here, and I've heard it a lot on our station, look at what they're doing because they're hitting in practice, and he, and Campbell talks about how you have to hit, you have to get ready, you have to be in game shape, you have to have the mindset, and I think a lot of people here who are looking at the eagles having camp cupcake are getting nervous about it, thinking, "Oh my God, you know the eagles are sleeping through training camp and look at what the lions are doing. I agree with you that it's it, they're just not going to be that good. they can they can hit each other as much as they want they're
3: not going to be that good. Glenn, if the Detroit Lions are a free train coming your way, I'm doubting it. Yeah, okay, okay. that's it, that's it. They can quote Metallica all they want, one of the greatest uh, rock songs of the last 25 years. I just don't see it about this team because the talent's not that good. The impassioned plea by Jamal Williams talking about the team when they gather together on the field and he's almost coming to tears. Well, that's nice. Jamal Williams is a less than average back in the National Football League and the lions offense does not scare me their number one draft pick that they moved up to get uh, isn't going to be ready for the start of the season i think it's actually advantageous that the eagles are playing the lions early i've i've been disagreed with this that you want you want to play the lions at the end of the year when they know they're bad and they've already given up no i'd rather play them right away at the beginning of the season and get a w up on the scoreboard because you're just better than they are so I like the fact that the Eagles are open up against the Lions, and I think they're winning uh, Week One by uh, double digit points. All right.
2: So talking about hard knocks, and you mentioned this—we it's the same stuff that we've seen year after year. It's the, you know, the coach him up tackling montage and the the story. We didn't. We we haven't gotten it, but you know, you get the undrafted rookie or the, the the grizzled vet trying to hang on one more year, and the the conflicts and the montages to to hit you right in the feels. Um, but some teams are very reluctant to show anything. Remember when they did the Raiders and Mayock and Gruden didn't want to give them anything. This one, Dan Campbell, man, he's out there and they're showing everything. Very hard to dislike. Um, it helps the show that they got a loose nut as their main character this year. He's the main focus, and um, it's going to be good. You mentioned that great scene of Saley and Aaron Glenn trash talking. That was pretty funny too. <laughs> so great. I give it. I give it a.
3: I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10, because I'm I'm hooked. Uh, Same here. Uh, Here's the one thing I will say, that it it has lost a little of its luster. Not of its own accord, but just a fact of the way things have played out in the National Football League. It used to be a great pull back the curtain, and you get to see stuff that John Hugh Public just never gets to see in the locker room. The players talking with the coach, and the coach is talking directly to the players. That's not the case anymore because with social media having not become what it is and teams put out their own media aspects, you get to see the victory speech by the coach in the locker room after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Andy and Danson. It, you went right. When, when Hard knock started, you had none of that. This was the first time you ever got to go into an NFL locker room and see video of what's being said and what's going down. So it's lost a little of its edge. Not a ton, but a little of its edge because – Teams control the video that comes out of their locker room post game now and put it on their own social media. So they're, they're swimming a little bit upstream with Hard Knocks. I thought they did a great job in episode one.
2: All the years that you watch Hard Knocks, is there one scene that particularly strikes you? Because there's one that does for me, and it's, it's as a negative.
3: Really? Tell me. I don't know what It's
2: when to. Hugh Douglas got cut by Jacksonville on Hard Knocks. Ooh. Because we love Hugh. I Hugh was on yesterday. We had got him on yesterday. He got, he got in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, what's his name it was the the Jaguars coach? Why am I forgetting his name? Anyway, Coughlin? no, I don't think it was Coughlin. Coughlin, it was didn't the,
3: come? I, don't
2: know, I, I don't remember, but I remember they're discussing it and they're, like, they're making their cuts and Hugh and like, oh god, that was bad. Uh, one other thing I want to run by you, and we'll get back to the phones in one second. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Don't forget fifty dollar gift card from Shy Vintage Sports for whoever gives us the most exciting play in sports. We haven't gotten a lot of those from our callers, so. Very soon, when the season starts, starting in week two, Thursday night football, Jody Mack is going to be on Amazon this Mm -hmm. year. And during the baseball season, Phillies fans are trying to get used to watching games on Apple TV and so on. Most fans are not used to watching games streaming. Apple is going to be very different. They did a survey last week of football fans, Cumulus Media and Westwood One. They surveyed a, a thousand Americans, eighteen and older, who say they are football fans, and fifty-four percent of them, who say they watched Thursday night football, were unaware it was on Amazon, and f- I think fifty-three. No, I'm sorry. Let me get it correct. Forty-seven percent were not aware that it is on Amazon, and fifty-four percent said they are not Amazon Prime members. So. That means they likely won't have access to the game when it streams unless they subscribe. Now, when it's your local team, they will put it on the local networks. But right. Thursday Night Football, which I just kind of sometimes come home and it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, yeah, I'll just crash in bed and watch that. I do get Amazon, but a lot of people don't.
3: Are people going to watch? You know what I think will be tremendously intriguing, Mac? And, and somebody you will be able to find the answer to this question somewhere. How much... Amazon, uh, uh, people who buy into it, increase between week one and week two. Mm -hmm. Because if you're giving me these numbers, 50% didn't even know that it was on Amazon. Well, they're probably still not going to know. Those individuals will because they were asked the question, and they're going to react (laughs) to it. Those thousand people, right. Right. Uh, But just overall, people are going to go, wait, was football on? Yeah, they're looking for Thursday night football. How do I have to do and yeah. they might get lousy ratings week one, but I guarantee you there will be an increase in week number two because people are going to go, oh, damn, I guess I'm going to have to pay for this because it's going to be on every single week. Going I forward. guess. I, now, listen, it's Al
2: Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, right? So they're, they're putting money into it. They've got a big broadcast team, and I imagine they're going to do a very good production. Um, but for me, Thursday Night Football is the one I watch the least. I just kind of, it's, and it's often not very good games. I don't know if they improved the quality of the opponents for it this year. It's often been throwaway games. Um, but for me, it's like if I'm doing nothing and I just want to veg out, it's like, oh, there's football, I'll turn it on. But it's not something I usually seek. So I don't know how that's
3: going to work. You know, it used to make me laugh, Mac-Man. Um, hmm. You'd get the quotes every single year from the players, and usually uh, significant enough players that their name would grab your attention that Thursday night football was wrong and it was a joke and it uh, put them more at risk and the NFL is screwing us by playing Thursday night football. And I would take this stance all the time. Well, tell the players that the amount of extra money they get because the game is on solo basis on a Thursday night, whatever broadcast outlet is, uh, but they're getting 2% Uh, of their gross revenues because that game is separated and broadcast out. So ask every player if they'll take a 2% pay cut, and guess what? The NFL will do away with uh, Thursday Night Football. How many do you think would actually say yes? Okay. No, no, players will never take. Never, never. The players fight the fight to make more money, and they never win in the CBAs. They always have to take less practice than get more money. So now you're offering them a pay cut? Do you think anyone's going to stand up and go, yes, to prevent myself and my teammates from getting injured, I'll take a 2% pay cut? Nobody's ever doing that. No, never. Uh, Let's get Jonathan in Plymouth meeting. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey,
2: Jonathan.
1: Hey, I have a Phillies concern, or I could, or I could stick with football and do an Eagles point too.
2: Well, what's top of your mind?
1: Well, if I dig deep, I got the Phillies, and I got us facing a really nasty lefty in the playoffs, and I got the bullpen lefty heavy, and I'm scared a little bit. I need your guys' relief on my scaredness of our depth on righty bats. We got Veerling and Marsh, or no, Marsh is lefty. We got Veerling.
2: Uh, That's it uh well, no you have real muto's a righty you got Hoskins who's a righty you got Bohm who's a righty i i'm I'm not sure where yeah
1: i, I agree our one through nine is balanced starting but if we go if we need depth for any you're talking about the bench so
2: yeah well yeah. if the Phillies got it listen the the bench has done very well I, I don't want to criticize it because yeah. The, the bench won the game on Friday, or guys who are not normally starters have won the game on Friday, Vierling for Castellanos. The Lexi's
1: are electric on the bench.
2: Yeah, I know, but these days, and Jody, I'll, I'll run this by you, teams have such short benches, uh, and now that there's the DH, you don't need pinch hitters as much as you yeah. ever did, that um, I don't think you're going to win or lose right, a playoff right. game One. on your bench. One.
1: Okay, that does relieve my worries. So thank it's you. Good. And then uh, on the Eagles, can I can I go on that too? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So I got on at any given time on the field. Out of eleven players on defense, we'll have six six or five like really above average players at any time. And then on the offense, maybe six to eight at any time. And that's discluding Jalen. We got three X factor linemen. We got two X factor receivers. One will be on the field at all times. I think we got enough playmakers to really do some damage if we're coached right.
3: Joe, don't disagree on yeah, any of the either. point. Uh, I'd even, I might go to a fourth offensive lineman. Dickerson could get to that level this year. He's not there yet, but he could be able to get there. Yeah, uh, no, they got,
1: they got, they got, they got eleven week
2: talent on this team. Yep, they do. They stay healthy. They could be good. Jonathan, we got to run. Give us the most exciting play in sports.
1: The 30-plus yard, 40-plus yard elusive run play. Okay. With a nasty juke.
2: I hear you. That's not bad. It's not bad. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Macnow on 94WIP.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours